All right, good evening. An intentional delayed start of game. Yeah, yeah, but I'm not even getting there. So Shabbos will be fine. Yeah. Where are we starting? Today we're learning Masechah's Gittin, Daf Lamed, Amid Aleph. We're starting uh, four lines down, three lines down, excuse me. Hahud Amar, there was a man who said, Ilo Asina Atlas in Yomen Lehabegita. If I don't show up within 30 days, then this is your get. Asa, he did show up, Upaske Mavra. And when he got there, he was stuck by the bridge. We've seen this at least two other times in Shas. I don't remember where we saw this. Uh, I don't see anything on the side. Yeah. Oh, Hahu, Hahu, Hahu. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Subis and Nadarm. Okay, yeah, that, that's right. Okay, so the guy gets stuck at the bridge. You could imagine in Chicago when the bridges are up, your car is like, you don't get there in time. So he gets stuck by the bridge. Omar Lahu, he screams out, I'm back. Please don't divorce me from my wife. I love her. I was just out of town and I got stuck on the way back. Omar Shmuel, the hardliner, Shmuel says, Lo Shmei Matya. You are not in the city. <laughs> and they are halachically divorced. Unbelievable. So they have to go through the whole. She's divorced, whatever. She's divorced. If they want to get remarried again, he can't be a Cohen, whatever. They got to, whatever. They're divorced. Where are we? We're on Lamed Aleph, five lines down. Hahud Amar Luhu, another story. A man says, If I can't convince her and appease her to stay with me within 30 days, So he made every effort to try to appease her. Flowers and chocolates, whatever. This doesn't seem, it, it doesn't say retroactive, no. Yeah, it's on day 30. It's a divorce on day 30. Yeah, it's a divorce on day 30. So he tried, say he tried to appease her. I'm sorry, let's go to couples therapy. I'm really sorry. Uh, I'll, I'll stop doing all those things that are annoying. And she was not able to be appeased. Amar of Yosef, if he would have cracked open the bank account and said, sweetheart, I'm going to give you a massive chunk of change. Just stay married to me. Wouldn't she stay? Wouldn't she be appeased? Okay, first of all, this Gemara is fascinating. The Gemara assumes that uh, money does the trick. I, I would imagine if a relationship is bad enough that money wouldn't do the trick. This is version one of the Gemara. We'll see soon that there's another one. And Ikada Amri, the Gemara says a quarter of the way down, maybe it was different. Amr of Yosef, how far does he have to go to appease her? Does he have to go so far as to empty the bank account to give this massive amount of money to, to appease her? That's a din in her. That's an one. That, 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 then, then they're not divorced because he did his part. Fascinating. Fascinating, because the divorce is on his terms, not on her terms. So the Gemara says, what's the difference between approach number one and approach number two? Oh, come on to Amar Yesh, Onis Begitten. Approach number two, the Ika de Amre, is where we say that there are Onsim by Gitten, and therefore they're not divorced. And Ha, come on to Amar, ain't Onis Begitten, and therefore he has to go to the nth degree, give as much money as possible, whatever it takes to get her to stay married. There is no upper limit. Fascinating. Okay. Uh, today's sugya, starting at this new Mishnah, is a challenging sugya, and we'll be learning right now from Mishnah to Mishnah as our bookends, and then we will call it a day. And on Shabbos at 5 p.m., we'll learn Lamed Aleph and Lamed Beis, and we will uh, be okay. 5 p.m. 5 p.m. It's early this week because we have a 6 o'clock family, uh, family uh, Shalashadis. Okay, new Mishnah. Hamal v'mos es ha-kohen ve'es ha-levi ve'es ha-ani. 
Um, let's say that I'm a regular guy and I'm philanthropic. I like to help people. So I lend money to a Kohen, to a lady, or to an Ani. These are people to whom I have to be mafrish things anyways. I have to give stuff to the Kohen when I'm mafrish from my agricultural world. Same for the Levi. And the Ani gets Maeser Ani. So the deal is, Leos mafrish So let's say that I get in my food. I've lent $1,000 to the Kohen. I get in my food. And the Maeser this week is $50 that I would give to the Kohen. So I keep it and I deduct 50 from the total. Now I owe him 950 from this, this week's portions. Same with the levy, same with the un. Then, we assume that they're alive. No reason to assume that they're dead. We just are mafresh and we keep the money to ourselves. We don't assume that the levy, that the coin or levy died or that the ani became ashir. Because remember, Meiser Ani only applies if the guy's an Ani. You don't have to give Meiser to an Ani if he's now rich, even if your initial intent was to do so when he was an Ani. Now he's not an Ani anymore. You can't give Meiser Ani to an Ashir. Okay, so the case changed. So fine. So then it's just, it, it just is the way that it is. Now, Mesu, what if one of these people died, especially the Kohen we're talking about over here? Tzarech Litol Rishus Min HaYorshin. We need to get permission from the Yorshin for this uh, for this model to continue, that he is allowed to keep the food and not give it back. He's saying about the truma that I'm going to keep the truma every time I do my 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 ser, I keep X and it deducts from the balance with you every time. So it says the Gemara that if the Kohen dies, the deal's off unless the Yorshim agree. And the guy who lent the money is out the money. The Gemara is going to discuss that. Look at the next line, next line of the Mishnah. In Bifne Bezdin, only if this loan was, was put into place by Bezdin, then Yorshin, then he can keep it. And we'll also see in the Gemara there's a takana that he can give to any Kohen that he wants. We'll get there. But the Gemara here does say that if it's in front of Bezdin, he does not need to ask Rishus. And remember, Stan, he's not giving this money to anyone. He's keeping it as a reduction of balance. So yeah. But nevertheless, he does have to ask. And that's for another reason, which is that Yorshin aren't always responsible for paying the debts of their father. It's only true by Karka, and it's not true by Metaltolin. We'll speak about that more in the Gemara. So the Gemara says, opening up with a, a, a beautiful question, the Gemara says, wait one second. I'm a nice guy. I lent $1,000 to a Kohen. Every time I take my sir, I keep the Kohen portion and I deduct from his balance. $50 at times. So it's going to take me 20 times to get to my $1,000. No problem. But how does this work that it isn't truma? It, when I'm mafrish, that food's truma. And then I can eat it as a Yisrael. I'm under an assumption that it is no longer truma. The Kohen never got it and gave it back to me as non-truma. He didn't cycle it out with chulen food. What is the halachic mechanism over here that makes it work that I, as the malved the lender, can simply keep what should be truma and eat it? I'm a, I'm a Yisrael. I'm a regular Yid. Azar is not allowed to eat truma. Beautiful question. The Gemara gives three answers. Says the Gemara, Amar Rab, b'mikare kuhuna ulavia. He knows them. That's an interesting answer. So basically, they have some kind of understanding. They know each other. I mean, maybe the coin is mevater from wherever he is. That's one possible answer. No, somebody's doing a Kenyan on behalf of the coin. So I'm the Malve. The Kohen is the Lobe. And some third party picks it up and says, I hereby uh, say that this really isn't Truma anymore. It belongs to you. And the third answer, Ula Amar, halfway down on the page, Hamani, Reb Yossi, Hido Amar, Asu Es She'eno Zoche, 
Kizoche. The Halacha there is magic pixie dust in play, and it doesn't matter what we think, what we feel. The Chachamim made a takana that in a case like this, the Truma is no longer Truma, and we don't need a transaction to lower its status from Truma to Chulin. It's just regular food at this point. And the Gemara says, why do we need three different answers? And so the Gemara responds that really every answer is difficult. Kulhu kirab lo amre Shmuel and Ula don't hold like Rab because b'michri lo katani. The Mishnah doesn't say that they knew each other. Kishmuel lo kaamre. We don't say like Shmuel. Perhaps Rab and Ula disagree with Shmuel, who says that someone else was mezake lo kaamre. Why not? Because b'mezake lo katani. The Mishnah doesn't talk about mezake. And kula nami lo amre. Maybe Rab and Shmuel don't agree with Ula because kiyichida lo mukmina. The shita of Rabbi Yosi is a shita yichida. And because it's a das yachid, perhaps Rabin Shmuel will disagree with Ula. Okay? Nevertheless, one way or the other, with one of these shitas, there's something happening over here that allows for me, the malve, to simply withhold truma from the Kohen, and I'm still allowed to eat it, and it reduces from the balance of debt between the malve and the lobe. Two-thirds of the way down on Lamed Abedala, five lines, four lines before the wide lines, Tanu Rabbanon, a brisa that correlates to our Mishnah, similar, but we will see that there are a lot of additives, and from here till the end of the page, we'll be analyzing the brisa. And the brisa reads as follows, Tanu Rabbanon, the rabbis teach us in a brisa, Tosefta, actually, I'm corrected by the Mesorah Sashasir, it's a Tosefta, Hamal Mos Esa Kohen Vesa Levi Vesa Oni, I'm a nice guy, I'm a malve. I lend to the people who are Kohanim, Levim, and or the Ani. And the payback model is, Leos Mafresh, Alein, Michel Khan, that I'm just going to withhold really what I owe them, and it will deduct from whatever the balance is with them. Mafresh, Alein, Bechezka, Shen, Kayam, and we assume that they're alive. And as well, we can also follow the market. What does that mean? Well, what that means is that let's say that what I'm holding back as truma is apples. I lent the guy $1,000 and I'm keeping apples. If the market value fluctuates on apples, I'm allowed to follow that market. So if today, if today an apple is a dollar and I collect 50 apples, that's for truma, deduct $50. If tomorrow it's 50 cents, different ballgame. My math equation, when I withhold truma from the Kohen or from the Levi or Meister Ani, when I withhold, it's based on fair market value. Look in uh, the Kelly Blue Books, whatever the equivalent is for agriculture. I don't even know if there is such a thing. Soybeans. I hear that on the news sometimes. Soybeans. There, they talk. I don't know if that's true of apples. I don't know how it works. Whatever is market valuable. So there we look at those things and we say, whatever the market value, okay, it's 20 cents. Okay, so I multiply 20 cents by the number of apples. If it's three apples, good. 60 cents reduced from the balance. No problem. The ain bomi shum ribis. And even though I'm now taking a different number of apples because the market value changed, it's not ribis. It's not taking interest. I'm not, if the price goes down and I take more apples, that's not ribis. I lent you $1,000. I'm only using apples as an equivalent to a dollar amount. Don't look at the apple volume and say, today you took too many apples. No, there's no din in ribis here. And also, we don't have shmita removing this type of loan. This is a very unique type of loan, and it is not done uh, in a regular way. We'll see more on this. Someone, we don't know who yet from this, Bryce, or from the Tosefta, 
The a person is not allowed to be chozer. We don't yet know what this means. And if the bailim, the guy, the malve who lent the money, I lent you a thousand dollars. And if I have yeush because it's a drought and every last piece of corn in my field is dead, and therefore I have no way to reduce the cost. If I have yeush, the whole deal is over. Then ain mafrishin alein. Even if things grow back later, lefisha ain mafrishin al ha'avud. So we have a halachic scenario of mindset that once I'm a yayish on my field, then our deal is off and I lose the balance with you. You just get to keep it. I have no other way to collect from you. Omar Mar, let's analyze each piece of this brisa, two-thirds, a little bit more, second line of the Y lines, two-thirds, three-fourths of the way down. Omar Mar, we had said, that should be obvious. Of course, we follow the market value. I didn't lend you apples. I lent you $1,000 cares about the apples. I need the equivalent given back to me. The Gemara says, HaKamash Malan, that Afal Pishalo Pasak, even if he didn't make the stipulation that the apples are going to follow market value, Kimisha Pasak Dami, it's as if you said it. Don't worry about it. We always follow market value in these odd scenarios. We said, Vein Bomishum Ribis, because this isn't the normal Ribis case. My time, since it were to be the case, like we just saw in the case of Avud, where there's Yehush Bailin, if he never had any payros and he wouldn't therefore withhold Truma, therefore, Ki Islay Nami, Ein Bomishum Ribis. Therefore, even if he were to have, it would not be a problem of Ribis. And we had said, Vein Shvius Mishamat. So, because this is not a normal case, the Lo Karina Be Lo Yigos, this is not a normal case of, of Shemitah. This type of loan will not have uh, will not have any din of Shemitah. The coin's not taking anything. I'm just keeping the apples and reducing the financial value from his balance. You're the Lovet. I'm the Malvet. He's not touching apples. So I'm just keeping things to lower my lower my balance, and it's all based on market value. So it's number of apples times market value. Ten lines from the bottom. What did that line in the Brisa mean? Omar of Papa, lo shanu ela bal habayis b'koin. Aval koin bebal habayis im or lachzor. A Kohen can be chozer on this type of transaction. Where do we see this from? It's not. Nasan lo maos, velo mashachem enu peros. If a person gives money, but there was no mashicha on the fruits, yachol lachzorbo. And that's a raya that a Kohen can be chozer. This, of course, would require more research to learn that Mishnah in context. We're going to look at it at its face value. It's a text proof, and that is what the Gemara says this Mishnah is doing. We had said that if the Bailam have Yehush because their field is completely dry, nothing grew. So the guy in his own mind says, Yehush, we're done. Yehush is a very powerful thing. We also have this in regards to Hilchos Nidam. Fascinating thing. That if, uh, if during the Shevanakim, a woman has, let's say a woman has a Kesem on the undergarment, and it's a white undergarment, which is typical for Shevanakim, and the husband thinks, oh, for sure she's Anita again. For sure we're starting over. The din is that even if the psak is that that kesim is mutter, they lose their shebenikim. The husband is miyayish. So we always tell chasanim and kalas when they're getting married. If you see a kesim, keep your mindset shebenikim until a rav paskins for you. Don't change your mind. 
She's perfectly fine until the Abishter says otherwise. Just leave it be. Otherwise, they could lose her here to a, although a, clearly in a very different context. If there's going to be a case scenario where there's Yehush, he's not allowed to then take the miracle growth that happens afterwards. I, unbelievable. Everything was dead. The, gra- the ground was, was parched. Five days later, corn grows. No, you can't use that anymore because you had Yehush. You're done. Says the Gemara, Pshita, that should be pretty obvious. After uh, after all, if he's miyayish, then the whole deal is off. Says the Gemara, lo tzricha de akun. We're not talking about avud where there's no fruit. I I kind of foreshadowed the answer. It's de akun. Rashi here at the bottom, five lines from the bottom, says lo tzricha de akun. Now there's more things growing out of the ground. Your brain said there's avud, so the Gemara is giving a chiddush that even if it grew after your yeyush, ah, once your yeyush is done, you're done. Maudatema, I might have thought that akanta, that the, the, the stems that are growing out of the ground are worthwhile, milsahi, kamashmalan, that they're not. Okay, another brysa, all connected to the same Mishnah, although uh, in a, in a, it's not part of our Mishnah, obviously. This too is a tosefta in this parak and get Tanya, three lines from the bottom on Lamed Omeralev. Rebbe Lozer ben Yaakov Omer. Hamal v'mosas ha-koin v'sa-levi bibezdin. Vimesu, this case is more articulate. If we have a case scenario where I, as a nice guy, lend money to a coin or a levy and they die. Stan, this is what you were talking about. We keep it in the family. Kohanim to Kohanim, Levim to Levim. We we have to still give over uh, our appropriate Meiser and Truma. If we're dealing with a poor person, and I made it alone to him in Bezdin, in front of Bezdin, and then the Ani died. We can give to any Ani. doesn't matter who it is. And Rav Achi Omer, he's got a broad tent. It's kind of like that synagogue I was talking about. Super broad tent. That's why we don't record everything that happens here. And the Gemara says that one Shita says that if the Ani dies after the deal is made, that perhaps the money should only go to poor people who are Jews. And the other one says, Ani Olam. So says the Gemara, Mai Benai. What's the difference between these two Shitas? As we turn to the top of Lamedam and Bez, the Gemara says, Ika Benaihu Aniye Kusiyem. We know that the Kusim are people who were forced into Giyur. Take a look at Rashi for a little bit of history. Um, let's look. Um, uh, okay, so let's look uh, at the end of the second line of Rashi. He says, According to one approach, They converted because of lions. And that is an insincere type of type of. So what's the nafkamina between the two shitas? According to the shita that says that we have to still give the maiser ani, that's only to proper Jews. And the kusim are not proper Jews. They're gerei arios. They converted because of lions. Masha'en came the shita of Rav Achi, where he says it's anie olam. Oh, that's different. That's because he assumes that they're gerei emes, the kusim. Very good. And in other contexts, we know that uh, kusim are treated as goyim. So yeah, it's very difficult. To, you have to always have to know the context of how a kusi is being used in the Gemara. Because uh, on a dime, they could be talking about a Jew or talking about this, a, a, a full yid, a, a, a rios, or they're really not, or a total guy. Does that apply to their children also? Children considered, what? They're living as Jews. Are their children still considered? We uh, father the mother. <clears throat> This guy said to me today, he said, what do you, no, this no, guy no. said to me today, by the way, 
But if you're Gere Arios, it's a Diro. They're Goyim. They're Mamish Goyim. This guy said to me today, by the way, can I ask you some other questions? Are you, will you do a bris for uh, LGBTQ families? I'm like, if the mother's a Yid, the baby's a Yid. Uh, then we don't look at gender. That's not my problem. I mean, the baby has to be a boy. But otherwise, it's totally fine. I said, I've done that many times. No problem at all. And he says, what about patrilineal descent? I'm like, oh, do you want to put the landmine under my feet? So I said, well, um, according to the according to traditional sources, we always follow the mother. And in Jewish law, the fact that a father is a father is considered a halachic assumption. It's a chazaka. We saw this in the Masechda. And I quote this all the time to the, to the, to the fry crowd because it's a beautiful marimako. Said so the fact that a father is a father is a chazaka. So we always follow the mom. If their family is patrilineal descent, I tell them openly, we follow the mom. And therefore, the mother is, a, is, is not of Jewish descent. The baby is not. Of, I can still do the circumcision, the shame gerus, if you want it. To, that way, if he ever needs to convert down the road, this counts for that. In an appropriate rabbinical court, I sign the shtar. I write ubalvaji is gair bevezdin hagun in Hebrew, so that when a bezdin sees that, they're like, oh, okay, <laughs> somebody called Phil to verify that this actually happened. Okay, worked out nicely. But he's a goy. He's a goy doraisa. If the father's, a, if, if the parents, if the mother's a goy, then the mother's a goy. That's just what it is. All right, back in the brisa. The brisa re- picks up again on the top of lamanam abeis. He'eshir ha'ani, as we spoke about already. What if an ani becomes wealthy? So ein mafresh shalav. You you can't be mafresh ma'aser ani to him. And remember, the the ani was the guy who got the loan. Remember. So and he doesn't even have to give the money back because the whole setup was an odd setup and he just gets to keep the money. Pasha just gets to keep it. No need to pay back because the payback model that the Love agreed, that the Malve agreed to was deducting Miser Ani from the total. He's, a, he's an Ashir now. You can't give Miser Ani. The whole relationship is over and the, the, the Ashir Ani, he's even richer. He's $1,000 richer. So the Rabbanon ask a beautiful, subtle kasha on this, and they say as follows, Why is it that when, when the Kohen or Levi died, we said we keep it in the family, we keep it in the Shevet, but when it comes to the... When it comes to this case, to the Ani, the Chacham made a, made a caveat. Okay, fine. I know the Kohen and Levi that you lent to died, but the money still stays within the Shevet. But when the Maiser, when the Maiser Ani can no longer be given because the Asher became wealthy, they're Delo Abitakanta. Why would you say that? It's inconsistent. So it says the Gemara, Misa Shricha, Ashirus Lo Shricha. People dying is very common. People getting very wealthy is not very common. Uh, death, still, death still has <laughs> that is a great line, David Merzel. Great line. Death still has the lead. But I do wonder. I'm not saying the chachamim would ever change what they say, but we live in a culture where there's more millionaires than ever before, and much more easily than ever before. It's a very fair question, and I don't know how we say ashirus. I mean, there are. You're right by the numbers. More people die than are millionaires. No, not necessarily. We have to figure out the lumdus of each. Yeah. What is Correct. What does shchiach mean? And if we even say miyutamatsui, usher doesn't mean wealthy. It means not a need itself. It's not Dei right. He's not. not a, correct. The bar is not. The bar is very low. That's correct. But that makes this Gemara even more complicated correct. because Ashiris Lo Shricha means that uh, above the poverty line is. Uh, yeah, dig yourself out, I guess. Yeah. As someone who's paying tuition, <laughs> my tuition next year is $127,000 without scholarships. Anyways, frustration things later. Amara Papa. 
This is what people say. If somebody says that his friends died, Asher, I can verify. Is Asher, but if he became wealthy, lo se Asher. This is a very rhymy type of line. But if a person says they got wealthy, it's a little bit questionable. Maybe he's wearing a more expensive suit than he should, but he got it at Suits 2020. So uh, we all know where it came from. You shop at the wrong rack in Suits 2020. In the back, they're 99 bucks. Ten lines down, Laman Amid Beis, heading to the Mishnah on Laman Aleph Amid Aleph, Tanya, the Bryce writes, Rebbe Omer, Yorshin, Shidyorshu. What an odd line. We're talking about inheritors, the children who inherited. So says the Gemara, Umik Ika Yorshin Delo Yarte? Is there such a thing as someone who inherited who hasn't inherited? What is with the odd language? It's a very strange thing to say. When he says Yarshim Shiyarshu, he means children who inherited land. When you inherit land, then you have a chiyuv daraisa to pay your, your father's bills. But if you got metaltalin, if you got a check, whatever the case may be. So those things, says the Gemara, the Gemara doesn't say it's to be shown him to, that's only a dinder abanan. That a person has to pay back their father's bills with metaltalin, with cash, that's only a dinder. That was the hint in the Mishnah that said that, uh, that if the Kohen or Levi dies, you sometimes have to ask Rishus from the Yorshim. It depends what's going on. If they if the kids got karka from the father, they're obligated to pay back. If it's my if it's ksafim or metaltalin, they're only chayab me What? They think it would be the opposite. Why? Because if you have land, it's already a, a procedure to do it. Like, you have cash. Right. It's not easy to liquidate, but it's a real, it's a real Yerusha. It's, the, it's a much more stable, it's a much more stable inheritance than Metaltalin. You know how many how many people in the NFL are now poor after they leave. They, they the cash you can plow through, but if somebody gives you real estate, then you're whatever you'd say. It's and it's hard to sell it. So, you know, you keep it as a profit. Oh, what was this from Ksubis? Um, say again, say again. Look back and let me know. But I don't know that it has to be like you know in an escrow account. It's your problem to come up with right. Okay, I don't know. Quarter of the way down. Amar of Yonasan. If the father left the sons a small piece of land, the size of a needle, it doesn't mean the size of a needle, but a small parcel of land, then the debtors, the people who are owed, what are they, debtors? The debtors are the ones who are owed? Mm -hmm. Okay, so then the people who are owed money can go collect. If it was a larger piece of property that the father left the son, then then he can, then the, the people who are collecting can collect accordingly. Rav Yochanan Amar, what sounds like an impossibility, even if the father only left a small parcel of land, the collectors can collect even more in cash 
than the size of the land. They can just keep going back because the father, let's say, owes them $1,000. So every month they go and say, either give us the land or give us the $100 with the land. They'll do it 10 times so they collect the money. So even though what the father left was Melomachat, which was very small, the Misa, it's land, and the children are obligated to pay the debts of Karka to the debtors, to the people who the father owes money to, so they can keep coming back until either give me the land or give me the money. So if the land is $100, it's malo machat, it's small. And the father really owes this guy $1,000. Come back 10 times every month, whatever. And he collects the money. This is something that happened with Abaye. Take a look in Rashi. We don't have a lot of time. Take a look in Rashi uh, if you want to see that, but it's the same idea. Okay, Tana Rabbanan. This is the hard part for today. Yisrael Sha'amar Lelevi. Yisrael says to a Levite, yesh You have Meiser in my in my hands, which means I owe you Meiser. Okay. Ein choshishin shabo. This makes no sense on its face because we're going to question it. It doesn't make any sense. We're not concerned about Trumas Meiser. What if he says, instead of Meiser without specifying an amount, he says, and we are a third of the way down, Kur Meiser yesh I have a specific amount of Meiser, that belongs to you, then Choshesh and the Trumas Meiser but we are concerned about Trumas Meiser. Says the Gemara, Maika Amar, like very, very, very difficult to understand this without any explanation. The Gemara gives a couple of responses. Amar Abaye, Hachi This is what this cryptic Brisa means. Yisrael Sha'amar Lalevi. A Yisrael says to a Levi, Meiser Yesh Lechabiyadi. I have Meiser that really I should give to you, but I want to keep it. I have $20 worth of Meiser that I want to give you. I want to keep it. Here's $20. We are not concerned. We're not concerned that he will misappropriate these funds, which function as Meiser, to replace Trumas Meiser from another, uh, from another pile of food. We don't assume the Levi will do that. But if it was a specific amount, if we know the amount of money that the Yisrael has that belongs to the Levi, and he says, I'm not even going to pay you back. Here's the cash. We are concerned that the Levi will, that he will misappropriate the funds from Meiser to Trumas Meiser, which are not the same thing. And says the Gemara, that Abaye is an impossible answer. You think that this Levi is going to do something that's not Yashar? He's a from guy. We do not assume that people are Rishayim. That's not a normal assumption. Ella says the Gemara, We need to try something a little bit different to try and understand this cryptic brisa. Two-thirds of the way down, Yisrael Sha'amar Leben Levi, adding in another generation. A Yisrael says to the son of a Levi, I have Maiser that I really owe to your father, Take the money, I'm keeping the items. We're not going to be choshesh that the father misappropriated the funds because it's no specific amount. He can't even do the math equation. We don't know what the math equation is. But if the amount that the Israel 
told the son of the Levi was a specific amount. Then in such a case, we are concerned. And the Gemara pushes back the same way, slightly different language, but a similar way, meaning, Rav Masharshia, how is your answer any better than Abayi's? He's still separating incorrectly. Mm-hmm. Are you saying that there's a case scenario where this person is going to be Torim in a way which is not appropriate? Can't be. So says the Gemara, third answer, 10 lines from the bottom, 12 lines from the bottom, Elo Amar Avashi Hachi Kamar. Ben Yisrael, the child of Yisrael, Shamar Lelevi, so he's saying to his father's friend who's a Levi, Kach Amar Li Abba, my father said, Maisa, Maser, Lach Biyadi, or Maser Avicha Biyadi. He's either talking to the father or to the son. And he says that if, if, I, if I know that I have money as a Yisrael that I really owe to you, the Levi, this is the opposite. and the Trumas because there isn't to fix them out. But if he said Kur Maiser Lach Biyadi, that I do have a fixed amount, O Kur Maiser Avicha Biyadi, Ain Khoshish and the Trumas Maiser Shabo, why are we not concerned that he'll misappropriate Kevin the Keats to Kune to Kane Balabais? Then it will be fixed up the right way. Asks the Gemara, and this will be our final question for the day, and will lead into a somewhat multi-lined answer, but simple from here on out. If you're saying that we're not concerned about Miser and Trumas Miser when Yisrael is holding the product, is a Yisrael allowed to be the one who's Torim Trumas Miser? He can do the Hafrasha, says the Gemara in Abba Elazar ben Gamlahi. This follows the sheet of Abba Elazar ben Gamla. The Tanya, two lines from the bottom on Laman Amibes. Abba Elazar ben Gamla Omer. This is to be considered your truma. And the word truma is a plural word. Turning to the top of Lamed Aleph. We are talking about two different trumos. And just like a person can separate truma gadola. Be'omed with approximation, uvimachshava, just by thinking about it. Kach chumas meiser nitelis be'omed uvimachshava. It's not just true by chumagadol, it's also true by chumas meiser. And then this last piece is the answer to our question about how a Yisrael can separate. Four lines down, lamad alef, lamad alef. Just like it's the case that a balabais can be torim chumagadola, he can also, kach yeshlo rishus the balabais litrom chumas. Meiser. So basically, over the last Amud, we'll just do a brief summary on the outside, is we're talking about a very, very unique loan. This unique loan is one where I lend money to a Kohen, Levi, or Yisrael, and the agreement that we have is I'll pay you back by withholding payment to you on, respectively, what belongs to the Kohen, what belongs to the Levi, what belongs to the Ani, and a few iterations, what if he dies, do we assume market value, all of that was discussed today. We'll stop right here on Shabbos, we'll pick up at 5 p.m., starting with this new Mishnah on Lamed Aleph, Lamed Aleph, wishing you all a beautiful night. My question was a little bit...